Hallelujah. Praise God. I would strongly encourage, strongly encourage all of you with children to uh, sign up for this uh, children's rally. Uh, I was talking to the first service. I was saying it's not your children, the first service. It's your grandchildren, okay? First, first service, first service. Okay. But for you all, it's children. You know why? Because a lot of the children are now in kids' zone. Am I right? Kids' zone, link zone. So in this service, it is children. First service, grandchildren. Okay. But sign up. 49 ringgit works out to be 16 ringgit per day, including meals, you know. Including all the teaching and all the effort when we do things in this church, we do it very, very, very well. And believe me, so your children will be blessed. All right, we are getting a team from Singapore, I think, even to do it. No matter what, it will be wonderful. And moreover, it's school holidays, am I right? Where else to park your children but to this, right? So, yo, it's a gift away, right? Honestly, if you don't want to sign, there's something wrong with you. You know what I mean? Only 49 ringgit for three days, you know. What else do you want? Huh? And I give you a jump start. Huh? We, might, we are considering even ministering to the young families while your children is here. So we, we, we care for the family, okay? So it's going to be a wonderful time. So please go out. I'm sure hundreds already signed up. Huh? Hundreds already signed up. If you don't sign up, other churches will come on, okay? So if you don't sign up, other churches will come and honestly speaking, uh, so my advice for you is sign up for your children and your grandchildren. Amen. Oh, one more thing before I pray. Alpha. Alpha, uh, we're going to happen in about a few hours, an hour's time or two hours' time. We're going to have Alpha afterwards. All right, lunch is provided, but don't go only for the lunch, okay? You, all right, don't just walk in for the lunch, okay? You have to bring a friend. All right, always you don't qualify. Your ticket is your friend. All right, not 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 your empty stomach. Huh? So so please uh, walk in is uh, is accepted. Walk in level three. Alpha is on afterwards. It's your friend wants to know more about Christianity. Please stay back for a while. Have a good lunch and then join the Alpha. So Father, I want to thank you for this morning. Even as we look into your word now, help me to communicate it as sincerely as I can so that your people, both on site and online, will receive the, vo- the, the, the word of God, the word of God, Lord, not the word of man or the voice of man, but the word of God. So thank you, Jesus. Help me now to communicate it in this passage of scripture. Jesus, name my prayer, because people say, Amen, 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 amen. One thing good about SIBKL, the many good things about SIBKL, but one of the good things about this church is we do expository teaching book by book. And today we're doing 1 Timothy chapter 3 on a subject that not many people actually would want to preach, which is elders. Alright, so I've never come across somebody who preached this at a free topic. I want to preach love, maybe, blessing, maybe, all kinds of things, but elders. Well, the reason why we do this is because this is in First Timothy chapter 3. And the good news is when we do this, we preach the whole counsel of God. Everybody have a very healthy diet. That's what we do at SIBKL. But if you think that it doesn't apply to you, you're wrong because it applies not only to elders but to apply to everyone and you short while you will understand why because it applies to every Christian, not only an elder 
Why? Because every one of us is first a Christian, then a leader. You're not an elder first, and then you're a Christian next. You are a Christian first, and that's applied to every one of us. So all these criteria, which I'm going to share in a short while, applies to every one of us without exception, unless you're not a Christian. Huh? So applies to every one of us, Christian first, more so elders. Let me begin by showing you this diagram. In January 2023, Gallup polls did a survey of the most trusted professions in the world. And guess what? Healthcare is number one. Nurses, pharmacists, doctors. A teacher came to me at the end of the first service. Pastor, teacher number four. Ah, praise the Lord. In US, you know. Number seven is clergy. And guess which is the most least trusted? They call them members of Congress. In Malaysia, we call them parliamentarians. Politicians. Huh? And um, Malaysia is the same. In 2021, another survey was done in Malaysia and they found that the most trusted doctors, the least trusted, you know. Lah. In a lot of other surveys, whether in UK or in Australia, always healthcare number one. And pastors is around four, five, six, seven, that kind of thing. So in other words, pastors are still quite high. And the good news for you, SIVKL, is this. Your senior pastor is both a doctor and a pastor. <laughs> Therefore, you can trust me, right? Therefore, you can trust. That is why 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 begins with this. This is a trustworthy saying. So what Paul is going to say is this. Whatever I write to you now is trustworthy. I'm going to ask you today, as I told you, what I share with you doesn't only apply to pastors. Huh? As a Christian, are you trustworthy? Ask again. Just in case, pastor, this message only applies to you. Huh? No, 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 no. I told you, you're a Christian first businessman next. You are a Christian first. Whatever next. First and foremost, you are a Christian. So as a Christian, can you say, this is a trustworthy thing. What I say, you can trust me. Or is it that what you say, there is a hidden meaning. It doesn't gel. Clouded with deception. Clouded with innuendos and screwy things. That's why this message is for everyone.
The word elder comes from the word episcopos, which means overseer. Epi, over, scopos, scope, see. So an elder oversees, watches over. Very important. What are the roles of an elder or a spiritual leader? I wrote down four. For me, an elder is a person who watches over the doctrine of the church. That's why in 1 Timothy chapter 1, remember, that was a problem of the Ephesian church. Ma. Remember in 1 Timothy chapter 1, he talks about myths, endless genealogies. In other words, they focus on the minutes, the unimportant. Make it big, huge. Make it a big issue. You know how many churches are divided because they've major on the minors? And they go from one thing to another thing, just to, just to titulate the years of the people. It's a crowd. It's a crowd. It's no. Prosperity, grace, hyper grace. No. Most important is, what does the Bible say? Elders role. Watch over the doctrine. It also the guard over the house spiritually. They are the spiritual guardians of the house. The atmosphere and all kinds of things take over pastoral discipline if necessary. And we have done that in this church. Who disciplines pastors? Who disciplines me? The elders. Should I fall morally? Who did, I'm not above every elders discipline me. But more importantly, the force. Elders, pastors, provide spiritual covering for you. What does it mean? But you tell me, pastor, I don't need spiritual covering. Wrong. Why? Because if you don't have a spiritual covering, you are a free agent. You are game on. Remember our game on, the name of our, 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 our event today? You are fair game for the evil one. No, nothing covers you. Ma. It is to the role of the elders and the pastors is to direct you, protect you, correct you. If you tell me, pastor, I don't need any covering, you do so to your peril. Many years ago, there was an Afro-American that came to visit the church. At the end of the service, he came to me. He said, Pastor, I like the vibes here. The vibes here are so good. You know, I like the vibes here. You know? So I said, wow, Pastor, so good. Are you a pastor? No, no, I'm an itinerant speaker. He said, oh, what is a church in the US? Church? No church. I belong to the universal church. Flaky fella. And people like that, who doesn't want to belong to and commit themselves to any church. Be very careful. Why? No covering. You have no covering. 
And I said to the first service, some of you have been wandering from church to church for church a long time. You'll never get a perfect church. So you commit. If you feel that this church offers you covering, you stay. If this church don't offer you covering, go to another church. But you must have covering. Cause. Very important in the spiritual realm. There is a divine order. The moment you longer that, you do that to your peril. Believe me. So the elders and the pastors of any church provide covering for you. The moment you come out of the covering, you're fair game. Understand? I go back to the key verse of 1 Timothy. Just share with you how significant, how important it is for elders and spiritual leaders to take their role and their responsibility seriously. Read with me. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. Are you ready? Everybody read with me online as well. On site online, top to bottom, up uh, front to back. Are you ready? One, two, three, loud. Huh? One, two, three. If I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the foundation of truth. You know, I read this how many times? Every time I read this, I sense the seriousness and severity of a church. It is the church of the living God, not the dead God. Otherwise, God is here. If He's living, He's here. Everything transpires on the pulpit. Everything transpires in the pew. Everything transpires in your home. You remember this church. It's the church of the living God. You're part of the church. But more important than that, it is the pillar and the foundation of truth. Truth hurts. But truth is still truth. Would you prefer me to tell you lies? Half-truths? No. But more important still than that, I saw it this time when I prepared this message, is God's household. NKJV has the house of God. This is the house of God. Amen? If this is the house of God, Treat it as your house. Don't treat it as some rubbish dumb. If this is a house of God, honor the house of God. Am I right? This is the house of God. And because it is the house of God, an elder is the father of the house. Every house as a father. This family is S-I-B-K-L family. You are all spiritual children of this huge family, including the kids' zone downstairs, including the Ling zone, Ing zone, whatever zones. 4,000 of us belong to this family. So you have to choose whether you like this family or don't like this family. If you like this family, then the elders are the fathers of the house. 
That's all. See? That's why the title of my message is Elders, the Fathers of God's House. This is the house of God. So everything has to be done in order. You don't like it? There are better churches around. Very simple. And these are my elders. Come, let's give God a clap offering for all of them. Come on, you can do better than that. These are my elders. These are your elders. And I like this picture. You know why? Because the wives are involved. Can you imagine that if I put the pictures without the wives? Huh? No, the wives make them look good. Come on, let's give a clap offering for the elders' wives. Yes. Together. Together, they are the fathers and the mothers of the house. And I'm sure, just in case some of you say, that person elder, are you sure? That person senior pastor, are you sure? Let me, let me say this to you. None of us are perfect. All of us, including the, the elders, are just sinners saved by grace. That's all. The only perfect elder is Jesus Christ. The only perfect pastor is Jesus Christ. Understand? We are just stewards of the house of God and doing the best that we can. It is a noble task. In Bahasa Malaysia, it is called Tugasan Yang Inda. Beautiful expression, right? It's the Tugasan Yang Inda. It's a noble task. So if you are a spiritual leader, don't think, ayah, ayo, ayah. No, it's a privilege. You're serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in the house of God. It's a privilege to become a leader. It's not a duty. It is a noble task. Tugasan Yang Inda. NLT says it is an honorable responsibility. But just in case you say, Pastor, how come some council members are so young? How come some leaders are so young? I learned lah, from life gen. You learn a lot from young people, one lah. In one of the messages in the recent power conference, he says maturity has nothing to do with age. Maturity is accepting your responsibility. A lot of old people not mature one, no. Nothing to do with age. It is be responsible. I just want to re-emphasize the importance of what I share today. If it brings fear to your spine, I have succeeded because this is the word of God and applies to any form of leadership. Don't seal, seal, can the leadership in the church. Don't you ever do that. Understand? I told you many times, I have made mistakes. I have, I'm imperfect. 
but I'm just doing the best I can. Everywhere Paul goes when he church plant, the first thing he does, appoint elders. Why? It's very important. And I read again in Acts chapter 15, in the council of Jerusalem, when Paul and Barnabas came back from the first missionary journey, they were debating and discussing, should they accept Gentiles into the church of Jesus Christ? And they came to the conclusion they should. And they wrote this letter, which is a game changer in the entire history of kingdom, of Christendom. And guess what is the introduction? Council of Jerusalem. The apostles and elders. The elders were there. Not only the apostle James, Peter, or every, the elders. They were given the responsibility to chart the direction of Christendom. The elders. That's how important it is. And a good question. Pastor, what are the criteria? First Timothy chapter 3 gives us 15 criteria. Fourteen of them have to do with character. Only one have to do with gifting, ability to preach, to teach. All the other fourteen have to do with being, not doing. The fact that you're so charismatic, that you can talk, you can preach, doesn't make you a leader. It is the character. So important for us to understand this. It has to do with character. You know, you know, many, many, many years ago, I was walking in this church at a service and one guy stopped me there and said, Pastor, the Lord told me to tell you something. Wow, serious, huh? what is it? The Lord told me to tell you that you should make me an elder. I look at him. Why? Uh? You know, I've been here so long. How many years I've been here? I should be an elder. I told him, the Lord spoke to you, right? Yeah. But the Lord hasn't spoken to me yet, you know. <laughs> and I looked at him, I said, sorry, you don't qualify. He left the church and probably became an elder down the road. He left the church. Am I sad? Nah. There are qualifications. Number one, far above everything else, is character. You must be above Above reproach. Whoa. What's reproach? Reproach means accusation. Yala, Pastor Chu, do this law. Pastor Chu, like that. You think I'm not come and people accusing me? You are this law. You are that. You are that. I want Dato to tell me I'm going to destroy you some more. Oh, yo. But as long as I keep my heart right before God, 
I'm accountable to Jesus Christ. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm not accountable to you. If I have something wrong, morally or in my character, God will judge me. But the very fact that we are doing not bad in the last 29 years, okay lah, huh? Above reproach. So, so important I was going to say something, but I won't say it. The next one is about family. Can you imagine that? The next criteria is family, you know. What? You must be the husband of one wife. It's about the sanctity of your marriage. In the eyes of God, it is very important. Extremely important. And the next one is you must manage your family. It goes on to say, I, I put this in this cluster because he, he says here, he must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him with proper respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? This is very, very important. You know, in SIB circles, not SIBKL, huh? in SIB BM circles, this criteria is so important. These are among the rural people, you know, the kampong people. They know how to honor God. That many years ago, one of the presidents of SIB, I won't tell you which state, he was one of the best presidents we ever had. But his daughter fell into moral indiscretion. And because his daughter fell, he had to resign. And I was there. When the whole thing was exposed, he had to step down. And he came down and he, I hugged him and we cried. Why? Because I honor him. I respect him, a man of high integrity. But because his children, he stepped down. Very important, my friend. Listen to me very carefully. We have to manage our marriage and our family well. If not, you do not qualify. No matter who you are. Understand? So over the years, we have seen many pastors fall from grace to the grass. Pastors like that. Some of them, you don't know, but it, they all fell in my lifetime. And some of them I respect so much. Ted Haggard, 
was the president of the Evangelical Alliance. Wrote wonderful books. We all know Jimmy Swaggart. Brian Houston is the latest, among the latest. Carl Lenz, the Hillsong, and the last one we all know. He shook the entire Christian world. It doesn't matter how much you talk, how much you give, it doesn't matter. It's your moral integrity that God looks for. You fall from grace to the grass. And I want to address spiritual leaders. Manage your family and your marriage well. In the eyes of God. The next cluster, five, four, five, six, I put it together. Again, it's still about character, temperate, self-control, respectable. What does temperate mean? Temperate means sober. Attitude of clear-headedness with sound judgment, not rash or reckless. Don't make rash decisions. Don't make reckless decisions. You know, one thing I learned as well from Singapore recently, when I came back from the wonderful conference of a wonderful church called Heart of God Church Singapore, all young people, is this. Don't build an impressive church. Build a strong one. Why do you think our children's rally is strong? From young, we want to tell them to be strong spiritually. Don't need to impress me, one. No need to impress people, one. No need, one. Just be strong in your spirit. Temperate. Clear-headed. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit, right? All of us have appetites. All of us have got all kinds of fleshly desires. Tenang. Tenang. Control. Respectable. And I lumped this one. Paul put it towards the end. As among the second last, which he says that he must also have a good reputation, that's in verse 7, with outsiders, so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. It is the devil's trap. Don't fall into the devil's trap. You must have a good reputation outside, respectable. Understand? I was looking around for the model. I said, Lord, help me to elaborate on this using a, a, some kind of semi-secular semi model of leadership. And the Lord prompted me to go back to John Maxwell's five level of leadership. And it's this. The first level is position. It's your badge. So you wear the badge whatever that batch is, leader. And everybody looks at your batch and say, you are a leader because you say so, I will follow you. 
very good to start. You cannot continue like that. The next level is permission. Because they see something inside you, more substance than form, okay, I allow you to lead me. Because it's never imposed or entitled, but it's a buy-in. Am I right? It's buy-in. So they give you permission to lead them. And then they look at you, they see, hey, there is hard seal. There is fruits. Fruits in terms of deliverables as well as fruits of your character. You know there are two types of fruits, right? Fruit in terms of babahana as well as sikap, your, your character. The fruits of the Spirit. And so you're producing something. They, they, they're more buy-in and now you go one step further, you now reproduce. Very good. You produce after your own kind. You are able to replicate. That's the role of every, past, every pastor, every, every, every leader, right? But more important than all of this is the fifth level. That's the highest level as far as John Maxwell is concerned. That is exactly what Paul is trying to say. It is your character, your personhood. It's your being. When you walk into the room, people don't care what charisma you have, who you are. no. Something inside of you, people want to follow. You have something in there. That's personhood. No need to talk so much. That is the level that all leaders, not only elders, uh, must aim for. It's not how clever you are, what strategies we come up with. No! No! It is your personhood. The next cluster, 8, 9, 10. I put it together. Hospitable. Not hospital. Huh? Hospitable. In other words, warm, welcoming. You receive visitors, guests, strangers. You are approachable. You are friendly. I remember when Pastor Li Chu and I was still training. I was training at Edinburgh and she was studying. She was a medical student. That's why I met her. And I was training in one of the teaching hospitals in Edinburgh for, for four to five years to become an obstetrician gynecologist. We attend Charlotte's Chapel, Edinburgh. And I remember that one elder called Mr. Hayden and his wife, Mrs. Hayden, would invite Pastor Lee Chu and I, we are students, though I was a doctor already, I was under training, to their house almost every weekend for a meal. You know what it means to us or not? We are far away from home. And the love they showed to us is amazing. Not only us, but other students as well. So much so that during our wedding day, we used their house as our base. Got no home, huh? So they offered their house and their garden. 
You know what I mean? She planted roses and as, it's as if their son and their daughter got married. They passed away now. But I value that hospitality. And I want to commend some of you. I met that person outside there. Some of you have this gift of hospitality here in this church. I commend you. You're warm. You see a stranger or a visitor, you take him out or her for lunch. And many of you take them into your home. Thank you. Come on, let's give God a cup of it. Thank you. In other words, you treat this as your house. This is not that church and my house. No, this is the, my father's house. That is so good. Come on, once again, let's give God a good clap offering for these dear people who have the gift of hospitality. Do that. Because it pleases the heart of God. Some of you are so generous. You, you, do, you love to see, do acts of kindness to pastors, to everybody. And I want to thank you so much indeed. You know, really, really, it's amazing. Ability to teach is not on the pulpit, nah? because be very careful of what you want to teach on the pulpit, because James 3, one, you're doubly judged. Huh? You want to teach? Huh? Please, come on, teach. Huh? You're doubly judged, you know. The teaching here is to be able to communicate truths well. When someone asks you a reason for the hope that's in you, you're able to communicate it well. Right doctrines as well as convictions. And I struggle with number 10. Many people ask me, Pastor, can a Christian drink or not? And I look at this. And I notice it's not given to much wine. Little wine, bolela. Much wine, da bolela. <laughs> not a heavy drinker. Other versions say, not addicted to wine. So, if you invite me for dinner, and you want to drink wine, please carry on, don't feel guilty. But I won't drink. I personally don't drink. It's my own personal conviction, because I don't like wine and I hate beer. So bitter, why people drink beer? I don't understand one. Bitter like mad, uh, ayo. It's like eating bitter God hundred times more bitter, you know. So I, I don't drink because I, I don't like it. I don't like it. And also because my own conviction tells me in Leviticus, a Levitical priest is not allowed to drink alcohol. And in my conviction, my conviction, uh, not yours, I don't impose it on you, by all means, please carry on. All right? And uh, a New Testament Levitical priest, I'm a new priesthood, all believers, ma. So, so it's true. So a Levitical priest is not allowed to drink. As good New Testament Levitical priests, we should all wear good jeans. The next cluster is very important. I put it all together. Not violent, gentle, not quarrelsome. What do I mean? Uh? You know, there are people who fight, 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 like fighter court one. Uh? 
Whole life fight one. Whole life complain one. Pastor, why this? Why that? Why this? Why that? Why that? Why that? Not happy one. Always with an angry face. Little bit angry, little bit angry one. You disqualify yourself from being an elder. Understand? You cannot be. You cannot pick a fight with everybody. You're a fighter cock or a battle axe. You cannot be one. You have to temper your temper. Not violent. Not quarrelsome. If you continue like that, you've got no more friends. Ma. It is important. And this is the qualification, not only of an elder or a leader, of every Christian. It's very important. Not a lover of money. It's okay to have money. We need money, right? But when you make money your number one love, not priority, number one love, you know, then money begins to master you. You know that other than Baal or devil or Satan, the only demon that Jesus Christ names is money. The demon for money is mammon. The only demon uh, that Jesus Christ names, even though there are thousands and millions of demons. You cannot serve God and mammon. Same book, 1 Timothy chapter 6. That's how Paul ended 1 Timothy. On money. And we all know this and we recite it at nauseum and but it's true. And many of you are victims of this. He says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith, pierced themselves with many griefs. How many of you, don't raise your hands, have testified to this? Honestly, because of your greed, you want more and more and more until money masters you. You cannot be not an elder, not only an elder, you cannot be. And finally, mustn't be a recent convert. Why? Pride. Arrogance. Understand? It gets into you, it gets puffed up. Let me close. Can I have the worship team on stage? It is our desire in SIBKL that all of you, or most of you, want to become a leader in the house of God. Why? Because as a leader, you influence. You're able to impact for good and for God. The criteria for deacons, I did not go through, is the same. 
Who are deacons? Deacons are those who serve. You don't need to become an elder to have all these 15 characteristics. Huh? If you are involved in diakonos, serving tables, ushering, whatever it is, all the things that I've said apply to you. And when you are able to influence a small group of people, you are a leader. And I want to encourage you as I close. Be a leader. This is the will of God. In diakonos, in, in deaconship, it says, it will test you. Why? Because when you offer yourself to lead, you will receive a lot of challenges. You will go through a lot of testings. You will. The safe thing to do is, don't do anything. La. Retire. I come from another church, I want to receive only here. Wrong. 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 This is not the will of God. As long as you have breath in your nostrils, as long as you can walk and talk, you can influence. Understand? And when you influence the group, you are a leader. So my encouragement to you as I close, in SIBKL, we encourage you to lead. That's why we have this MSJ, ma. My spiritual journey. So many of you are visitors here for the first time today. It's amazing, you know, in 8.30 service, there was a visitor that came. First time. Young man, maybe 20, late 20s. So I asked him, how do you like the service? Very good. Do you feel God here? Yes. Are you a Christian? No. Do you want to become a Christian? Yes. I led him to the Lord. This is the house of God. Eld I just talked with elders, you know. What I share with you, my friend, is this. It applies to every one of you who is a Christian. You are the Christian first. You honour the Lord. You honour the Lord every day of your life. And in this house, you desire to become a leader. And I speak to some of you who were leaders before in your old church. You were hurt. You were offended. You come here to rest, but don't rest too long. Huh? It's like running a marathon. Huh? You run a marathon, you stop, but you won't run one. Huh? I ran. Not marathon, eight, eight kilometers is the longest I've ever run. You know how difficult for me to run eight kilometers or not? At the fifth, sixth kilometer, I want to stop. But some people encourage me, don't, don't. I carry it on. I know that if I stop, I won't run. Same for you. Some of you have stopped running for some time. Run again. Run again, my friend, run again. And all the giftings God has given to you, don't waste it and squander it. Serve again. Serve again. Love again. Laugh again. Because God has brought you to this place, understand?
It must be a purpose. So we have this MSJ. I visit. I belong. Belong to a cell. Go to a cell. I commit. Commit. Then you grow. And my prayers, one day you lead. And we have one more column. I pastor. One of these days, who knows? God might call you to become a pastor. So everybody say, I visit. I belong. I commit. I grow. Last one, read loudly. One more time. So what I share with you is not for the elders alone, but everyone understand. Go on a discipleship track. It's not finished for you until God says so. Understand? It's not finished for you. As long as you have breath and energy, use your giftings to honour the Lord. Don't only build the house, build kingdom. Build kingdom for His glory. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's all close our eyes as we close. Amen. You know, as I close, oh, for God, you know, I, I, I look at how Paul ended this. I talk about elders and deacons. And Paul, again, goes on to almost a doxology again in verse 16. After talking about God's house being the pillar and the foundation of truth and the church of the living God, he said, beyond all question, the mystery of godliness is great. And he goes on to six characteristics he doesn't name that person, but we know it's Jesus Christ. He appeared in a body. He was vindicated by the Spirit. He was seen by angels. He was preached among the nations. He was believed on in the world. He was taken up in glory. In other words, Paul is saying to this, all of this, the culmination is a person. Do it for Jesus Christ. Don't do it for Pastor Chu. Don't do it for please anyone. It doesn't matter. You do it because you want to and you love God, understand? And you love Jesus. Six things he talks about Jesus Christ. This house belongs to Jesus. And everything that you do here honors the Lord, understand? So my challenge for you to do is, if you love God, you, if you love Jesus, take every one of these 15 characteristics seriously. Be a good Christian. And my prayer one day, as you travel along this track, you will become an awesome leader. Amen. Let's close our eyes. Remember, this house is the house of God. Remember, this house is the house of God. Yes, it's imperfect. It's still under construction. You know, you look for a building with all the scaffolding. Is it pretty? No. So SIBKL, a lot of scaffolding, so it's not pretty. Huh? It's under construction. And one day, one day, wow. Hopefully, lah. when Jesus comes, He will be perfect. When the imperfect goes, the imperfect goes when the perfect comes. We are imperfect. Under construction. I invite you to build with me. Can you build with me? Build this church strong. Will you do that?
build this church strong. Don't only visit. Time to commit. Don't only commit. Belong. And you will grow. And one day, you will lead again. So all eyes closed, all heads bowed. If you feel that some part of this sermon is touching your heart today, you were a leader before in the previous churches, or you were a leader before here, or some sort, but somehow or other you have been jaded. But today, you hear God speaking to you, son, daughter. Will you come out of that shell and serve again? Because this is the house of God. If you are like that, all eyes closed, all heads bowed, I want you to stand, understand. I want you to stand. Serious altar call, you stand. By standing, you say to me, Pastor, I want to rededicate my life and my family back to God. Yes. I want to let bygones be bygones today. I hear your call. It's a high call, friend. It's a high call. It's not a low call. It's a high call. You stand. I don't expect many of you to stand, but if you are like that, you stand. No one looking around. By standing, you say, Pastor, pray for me. Today, I recommit my life back again to Jesus Christ. And I want to serve again. I want to serve again. Oh, you stand where you are. No one looking around, please. No one looking around. Oh, Raman, there's the balcony as well. Thank you so much for standing. Thank you so much. No one looking around. God sees your heart, understand. I'm not going for numbers. Oh, Raman, Father, in Jesus' name, you see these people standing in front of you today. I want to bless them. Father, they are honest before you. They're sincere today. They hear the call of God once again. They hear the trumpet call once again. Father, in Jesus' name, invigorate them, empower them, affirm them, assure them that no matter what, God, they will move on. Let the bygones be the bygones. Whatever experiences in the past, in the previous churches, Lord, help us not to repeat it again, but move on, move on, move on, and love again, laugh again, serve again with joy. So, Father, I bless every one of you standing up in the balcony as well. I bless you. I always believe this with the bottom of my heart. If you take care of God's house, God will take care of your house, understand? And I've seen it in my own family. Not true. No joke, true. Because I know that I'm faithful in taking care of God's house. My blessed, my children are blessed, you know. And I want to believe my grandchildren will also be blessed. So I bless you this day. Thank you, Jesus. Please sit. Please be seated. I want also now to pray for all leaders of some sort. Even a leader of a sort. Either in a cell, you're a core, you're a zone leader, a cell leader, or a ministry leader, or you are in a core group. You stand. 
I want to bless you and I want to thank the Lord for you for offering and willingly serving. You stand. If you are a leader of source in this church, you stand. In the balcony as well. No matter what capacity you are involved in, but because you offer yourself to serve God in the house of God, I want to recognize you. I want you to stand so that the angels of heaven and God looks at you and affirms you. I can only say so much to you. But because you are willing, it's inconvenient, you know. It's inconvenient, you know. It's inconvenient, yes. But I want to thank you so much, my friend. Thank you so much for believing in this church. Thank you so much for serving. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. So Father, I want to thank you for these dear people who are willingly given themselves to serve in whatever capacity. It's not the number. It's the willingness. I bless you. And I want to thank you so much indeed for your partnership in Christ. And I want to pray that together we will honour the Lord. Amen. Honour the Lord. Please Him, not please men. And to bring honour to His name. Hallelujah. I want to bless your family, bless your loved ones. And once again, as you take care of God's house, God will take care of your house. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's all stand and sing this song as we close. Amen. Let's give God a good clap offering. Amen. Jesus, Jesus is the center of it all. Let's give glory to Jesus. Jesus at the center of it all. Give glory to the Lord. This church is the house of God. Oh, Ramanda, 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 the center of my life. Make him the center of your life as you go back to work today. Your family, your business, your work. From beginning to the end, it will always be, always be you, Jesus. Jesus, nothing else matters. Remember, no turning back, no turning back. Jesus is your center. Everything revolves around you. Jesus, you from my heart to the heavens. Jesus be the center. It's all about Put him in the center of your life. Yes, it's Put him in the center of your family. Put him really at the center. Don't play play.
your church is His church. Oh Jesus, be the center of your church. Jesus, be the center of your church. Amen, Lord. Amen. Every knee will bow. Every tongue shall confess you. Father, in Jesus' name, we bless you. We bless you. This is your house. This is the house of God. May we always honor you, Jesus, as the master of the house. Forgive us, Father Lord, the times in which we defile your name. Shame. We want to go away from this place, O Father Lord, being honest, sincere before you. And always want to honor you. Respect you. Not to shame you. Love the Lord, my friend. Love the Lord. Serve Him. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord make His face always to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the good Lord always turn His face towards all of you and give you His shalom. In Jesus' precious name, we pray God's people say aloud. Let's give God a good clap offering. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. God bless you.